what's so funny? Why, Friday Follies, of course, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. <laughs> the following audio drama is rated restricted for anyone listening under the age of 17. Frequent or prolonged examples of adult situations, violence, or coarse language may apply. Ooh, this should be good! And now, back to the war on Christmas. How goes the battle there, Colonel? Not good, General. Our forces are being flanked off by two divisions of extremely heavily armed elves, and they're being given air support by reindeer dropping Christmas ornaments on our troops. Damn. Is there any way we can hold those elves back? Well, we had three platoons of atheists, but it was Foxhall warfare, and it just didn't work out. Well, what about our liberal division? Have they taken Manger Hill yet? I'm afraid not, General. We were doing really well against the sugar plum fairies, but then the nutcrackers started firing candy canes over the border at us. Heads down, Colonel! General! I'm just not certain we can win this war on Christmas. Colonel! Defeat is not an option in this conflict. I know, sir. Do you want Christmas the only thing celebrated this time of year there, Colonel? Of course not. What about the atheists and the Wiccans and Solstice? What about the Africans and Kwanzaa? What about the Jews, Colonel? I know, sir. But the more conservative aspects of Hanukkah are on the enemy's side. I just lost two platoons yesterday to an entire bombardment of dreidels and Hanukkah guilt. Uh... And in spite of the fact that most of our forces are secular... They've had an American upbringing, and frankly, they're having trouble shooting at Frosty and Rudolph and other icons of their childhood. I'm well aware of this, Colonel. Colonel! Wait, what? General. Who said that? Colonel. Who is that? That's Corporal Stevens. Stevens, over here! Come here! Over General. here! What is it? Colonel. What is it? Perimeter 14 has fallen! What? My we God! Carolers and angels coming up over the ridge right, right at us, it. sir! It happened so fast! Look down! What? I can't... Oh. 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 I'll get the medic. Stevens! Stevens, hang on. I was supposed to go home tomorrow for the holidays. Mistletoe, right in the back. Damn you, Christmas! General! General! General, we have to fall back! Short of a miracle, we'll never win this battle! All right, Colonel. On my command, give the order to fall. Wait. Why have they stopped? I, I don't understand. Get down, sir! <laughs> sir! Were those... Were those jack-o'-lanterns? You bet, Colonel. Dropped from a squadron of witches. We just got our miracle. Halloween has joined the fight. It was true. Halloween had indeed joined the battle. Within 24 hours, the battlefield of the American cultural landscape was swarming with ghosts, goblins, witches, and whole hosts of the undead and other creatures of the night. And with the popular forces of Halloween allying itself with the secular divisions, the tide began to turn. Within 10 days of what was known as the Black and Orange Surprise, support within the Christmas forces began to splinter. Longtime allies Hanukkah and the New Year, both feeling ignored and shunted aside for the emphasis on Christmas itself, quickly withdrew their support. The more overtly paganistic and secular aspects of Christmas began to immediately question their worth to the movement. Father Christmas, a.k.a. St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa Claus, his elves, reindeer, and even Krampus himself, along with the Christmas trees and the wreaths, began to talk treaty. Perceived as treasonous behavior by the hardcore Christian forces, they were quickly marginalized and removed themselves from the movement, leaving only hardcore iconography of the Christian faith. Leaving only angels, Joseph, Mary, the kings, and a host of barnyard animals from the nativity scene. In the meantime, with Halloween on their side, the secular forces made huge strides in gaining the support of other holidays. St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, and Groundhog Day all, not surprisingly, joined in. Secular and non-Christian religious holidays remained basically neutral. 
And while traditionally patriotic and right-wing holiday, the 4th of July had thrown its weight behind Christmas, it too was feeling the political crunch, eventually withdrawing its support entirely. Further eroding resolve for the war on Christmas was the statement of Easter. Both pagan and Christian iconography within the holiday of Easter urged the Christmas extremists to lay down their weapons, shocking millions of Christians and shrinking support of the war to an even smaller, harder core. It was shortly thereafter that the final blow in the war for Christmas supremacy fell. The baby Jesus himself stepped into the fray and issued a statement. Declaring the war to be an illegal act on the part of his supporters, he proclaimed that it divided mankind, completely violated the precepts of peace on earth and goodwill towards men, and was in direct opposition to the true meaning of Christmas. Within two hours of the King of Kings statement, the principal generals, in the support of the war on Christmas, held a press conference. Bill O'Reilly, Sean Hannity, Ann Coulter, Michelle Malkin, Jerry Falwell, and John Gibson appeared on the steps of the Capitol building and issued the statement that, quote, the baby Jesus was a chicken shit, unquote. They immediately questioned his qualifications as savior and announced the establishment of an organization called Manger Veterans for Truth. Such was the international public outrage that support for the war on Christmas all but collapsed. Within 72 hours, the forces of sectarian support for Christmas quietly laid down their weapons. They withdrew from the battlefield of American culture, and for one more year at least, the guns of Christmas were silenced. The day, December 15th, 2005. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Good, 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 good day, and welcome back to Technical Difficulties. I'm your host, Kyan Chris Conroy, and here we are on our fine comedy show, IndieCast podcast, whichever you wish to call it. I'm back, and I'm beautiful. For you first-timers out there, I promise to be gentle. This is Technical Difficulties, as I just stated, and it is a comedy show. You'll be hearing all kinds of sketch and unusual comedy. Well, anybody who's a regular listener to this, to, to this, this... To this program uh, knows that right around this time I yammer on about stuff, and which is what I'm doing right now. And then as the music fades out, I launch into um, well, straight into the stuff, into the comedy. But I have a change of pace this uh, week. So first, listen to this. Good evening. Here now the news. The podcasting community was awestruck today when it was learned that Production Guy Services has branched out to offer its awesome audio imaging services to the podcasting community at budget-friendly prices. We'll keep you abreast of all the exciting developments as they unfold but first a word from our sponsor looking for your podcast to stand out and be noticed take your podcast to the next level with podcasting imaging elements from production guy services liners sweepers show openers and show closers ids promos commercials anything audio to sonically brand your podcast a media turnaround and delivered right to your inbox as a high quality mp3 ready for broadcast and at budget friendly prices log on to productionguy.com and click on the podcasting button right now This just in, the response is overwhelming. Podcasters already are experiencing the high-quality, awesome creativity of Production Guy Services. Shouldn't you? Good night. And that is good news. That's right. 
Technical Difficulties now proudly has an official sponsor, ProductionGuy.com. So if you're a podcaster and you're looking for all those really cool tags, sweepers, bumpers, etc., etc., go to ProductionGuy.com. They're really, really nice guys out of New York. They do a terrific job. I'm going to be taking advantage of that at some point, I'm sure, to get some of my own, uh, my own little bumpers and sweepers and things in here. I think that would be kind of fun. And um, basically, uh, thanks to uh, the guys over at Production Guy who so liked my show that they uh, they wanted to they asked me if I could put an ad on it. Uh, thanks to them, every month now I make enough money to upgrade occasional uh, occasionally upgrade pieces of my equipment and to pay all of my server costs for all three of this household's podcasts. So I'm no longer operating at a loss. Thanks, Production Guy. So there you have it. I'm a professional now, and it will not affect my show in one way or the other content-wise, except in as much as you'll be hearing a commercial every once in a while, and you'll never know where it'll be, so it'll probably sneak up on you. So there you have it. Anyway, on with the comedy. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is also brought to you by Blockman's Instant Dildo Kit. Blockman's members-only Instant Dildo Kit gives you everything you need to make an entire mold of your own penis. And then go fuck yourself. That's internationally renowned Plockmans, inventors of this year's holiday sensation, the Lava Lamp Menorah. You know, we here at Technical Difficulties pride ourselves on giving the audience what they want and how. And lately we've been getting a lot of email response from people who'd like to see the ambient intellectual level of the show rise somewhat. With that concept in mind, Technical Difficulties is proud to present a more cerebral, intellectual section of humor in our program, which we call Brain Laughs, devoted to only the highest intelligent form of humor. Smart, structured, clever, heartfelt, genteel, and cultured, it's all here in Brain Laughs. Humor guaranteed not to insult your intelligence. And remember, Brain Laughs is brought to you every week by IP Freely Realty. That's IP Freely Realty. When you think realty, think IP Freely, a division of Free Show and Seymour Heine and Johnny Fucker Faster Limited. Oh, Anthony, you were right. As usual, the pettifors in this coffee shop are indescribably delicious. Mmm, can't get over them. Mwah. Mm. Can't drink enough. Well, you should know better than to doubt me when it comes to food, shouldn't you, Chauncey? I never will doubt you again, but you're going to tell me something about a philosophy professor you met earlier this morning. Oh, yes, yes. I was having a cup of tea this morning with one of my new faculty cohorts over at the philosophy department, and he mentioned to me that his specialty mm. were the Greeks and that he was going to be teaching the class. On logic. Oh, it sounds terribly interesting. Yes, yes, it does. But you know me, I couldn't resist the chance for a little bit of humor in there. Mm -hmm. So, what I did was I asked him my favorite question. I said, so, do you know enough about Aristotle? Mm, yes, yes, Aristotle. And naturally, of course, he said yes, because being a teacher of logic, Aristotle was paramount in his concerns. Well, yes, yes. yes so I said to him, <clears throat> do you think that Aristotelian logic has outlived its usefulness, yes or no? Oh, I get a yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> oh, that's rich. Oh, that's very, very yes, good. Right. Well, you know, that reminds me. I was talking about Jean-Paul Sartre with mm. one of the other faculty members. Yes. And he said... <laughs> oh, oh, my. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that me? No, it might have been me. Oh, terribly sorry about that. I think that. it was the hummus we had no, for lunch could, could be. It could be. Yeah, they put in that. It was a little too much garlic, well, I think. Uh, anyway... Um, well, anyway, you were saying... Yes. Oh, my. Oh, so sorry No, that was me. I think definitely was me. No, it was me. No, that was you. No, that was me. I know my own ones there. Oh, oh, my. Oh, 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 dear. Oh, what did they put in there? Oh, dear. Too much fiber. Oh, my. Don't light a match, whatever you do. And that concludes Brain Laughs this week. And God knows I feel very, very cheap for having done this joke. 
Anyway, back to the show. This Christmas season, Fallmark Television Productions is proud to bring you another bullshit Christmas special. Anne was a middle-aged, unmarried, high-powered executive in a soulless corporation earning $350,000 a year. I'm so rich and yet somehow so very poor. But when her poverty-stricken but very satisfied with life, art teacher slash poet slash minister, sister and brother-in-law are suddenly killed in a tragic accident, she becomes the unlikely guardian of her innocent, sad-eyed, orphaned niece. Auntie Anne, with Christmas right around the corner, do you think they have Christmas in heaven where my parents are? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. But when the pressure of being forced to conform to a new family life against her will gets too much, sometimes something's gotta give. I want nothing to do with that child. But Anne, you're her only family. That's when she'll take advice from Jeffrey, the cultured, harmless, well-spoken, upper-middle-aged, completely divorced from any cultural baggage that white people find makes them uncomfortable, African-American gardener-slash-neighbor, who also might be an angel or have magic powers or something. Are you an angel, Mr. Jeffrey? Well, little Miss Mary Jo Linda, everybody's got a little bit of angel inside of them. They just had to know how to make their wings come out and fly. Huh? And this Christmas, with Jeffrey's sage advice, little Mary Jo Linda and Anne may just be the greatest thing that ever happened to each other. Is this going to be the best Christmas ever, Auntie Anne? You bet, Mary Jo Linda. I'm going to give you the best Christmas that any girl who's just lost her parents in a tragic accident could hope for. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome. And together, they'll become a family. Inspire hope at the homeless shelter. Put on a Christmas play. Deliver toys to multi-ethnic disabled children. Stop a greedy land developer from destroying a combination elderly assisted living facility and community center in the poor part of town. Save Santa Claus from a cabal of international drug dealers. And maybe, just maybe, they just might. Oh, do you think it could happen? Do you think it's possible? Oh, can you feel it in the air tonight? Are you willing to put your money on the table to bet that they just might? Discover the true meaning of Christmas, as loosely defined by the producers and writers of this special in a wishy-washy, Hollywood-based, Caucasian-centric suburban paradigm. Yes, this holiday season, Fallmark Productions is proud to present another bullshit Christmas special. Was this the best Christmas ever, Auntie Anne? I guess. That's some mighty fine ivory tickling you're doing there, Sunny Jim. Oh, do you like it? Thank you very much. I practiced for many years. Is that a fact? Yes. As a child growing up in my home country, piano lessons are all I have to eat. What an inspiring story. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Lawrence Sparkle Dingle Sprinkler or something like that. And tonight on Profiles of New Americans, I'd like to tell you the inspiring story of Leonard Vizelsniks, immigrant, piano player, entrepreneur, and four-time winner of the all-around International Philosophical Goat Stuffing Association's Good Sport Award. Hello! Welcome to the program, Leonard. Now, why don't you tell us all about your childhood growing up in your own country and Mm. how you became such a marvelous piano player? Well, I would be delighted to, Larry, but it means I would have to stop playing the piano. Is that a problem, Leonard? Well, I've been playing for over six hours straight now, and my hands have locked themselves into autopilot. So please do not hold me liable for what happens when I stop. Our producers have just informed me that you're free of any liability. Feel free to stop at any time, Leonard. Hokey-dokey, here goes nothing. And a one, and a two, and a wow!
Are you okay there, Leonard? Yes, only minor contusions. Well, Leonard, why don't you tell us what it was like growing up in the old country? Sure, Letty. I was born to a family of crop sharers. And at the age of five years old, I was informed that I was going to be raised to be a classical pianist. I was promptly enrolled in piano lessons. And every day I was required to practice for seven hours. At the end of which, if my playing did not improve, I was beaten severely. This went on for over three and a half years, but at the end of that period, my playing improved drastically when my family finally bought the piano. My career as a concert pianist, however, was cut short in its prime nearly when the Soviets invaded my country. Because my family was so poor, they were thrown into a gulag. But because the country was poor as well, they just simply kept them at my house because it was as bad as a gulag. So it was decided that the piano would be sold to a wealthy landowner in the United States of America and me with it. My trusty and beloved piano and I were shipped to a shopping mall in Trenton, New Jersey, where I played for crowds for 12 years in the food court. Classical favorites, jazz, boogie-woogie, and all that numbers. And I played all the time and slept in the piano to save money so that I could bring my entire family here. And now they live with me in my piano. Look! So, as you can see, Larry, America truly is a land of opportunity. I'm Leonard Veselznik, and I say so. A truly inspiring tale there, Leonard. But how was Christmas different for you in the old country than it was here under Soviet rule? Well, normally I would play piano for seven hours a day, and then I would be beaten with a stick. But for Christmas, I was beaten with a sock full of toys. Made of sticks. Thank you, Leonard, and this has been Profiles of American Immigrants. And the outro music once again brings us to a close on the Technical Difficulties show. Um, some quick bits of information for you that you might find interesting. Uh, as usual, I suggest you check out the podcast uh, uncomfortable-questions.com. That's my wife Susan's podcast. That's an interview show that's quite interesting. And our comedy video podcast, uh, Channel Surfing Wipeout. That's one word spelled correctly, channelsurfingwipeout.com. Uh, for our video show that goes up every single week and... That's all kinds of fun, stupid video that we do, uh, sketch comedy related as usual. Uh, another bit of news you might find interesting. Oh, and please go to productionguy.com and support them so that they'll continue to support me. That would be when, be awfully nice, and then, you know, I could, you know, buy new stuff. Um, no pod safe music this week. Um, I did get a, a little comment on... Um, podcast alley from someone I, who I think is a local person who actually said they were not listening to my show anymore. They dropped me and they cited five reasons and all of them were the pod safe music. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bust on this guy for any reason because it's not necessary. If you, if you liked or didn't like the show, I wouldn't think the pod safe music was the reason. But if I do put pod safe music, which again, I'm not doing this week, but if I do put pod safe music or any of that other stuff, um, you know, that's kind of extraneous to the comedy of the show, you notice I have a tendency to put it on the back end. That's designed so that if I didn't make this clear, I will. And if that person is still listening for whatever reason, I hope this clarifies it. I designed it that way. I always put it on the back end of the show so that if you don't want to hear the pod safe music, just press stop. And it's only a couple more. It's like three more megabytes, four more megabytes tops, except for one, that one song that was extremely long. I'm sorry about that. But it's just a few more megabytes tops at the end of the song to, to get 
that uh, that extra song. So if you don't like the Podsafe music or you don't care, just stop listening. I mean, that that's all it was. And I'm doing this mostly, again, except for that one Magnatune song, since I was mostly promoting Magnatune, the site. Um, I'm doing this primarily to promote bands who I know people in, who I'm friends with. Uh, so if you want to, um, you know, so so that's really that's really what I have to do with that. Um, that's my only my only beef. I guess I didn't articulate that well enough to people that if you don't want to li- listen to the music, just don't listen to the music. It's not. I do that all the time with podcasts. If I don't want to hear something, I skip it. You know, and it's a simple delete, and you get rid of it. I mean, one of the things this person complained about that I was wasting, I guess, the memory on their computer because I'd added a few megabytes at the end of the song. Just delete it when you're done. O- okay. And that's what I do. I mean, if I get a podcast I don't like, I throw it out. If if it has stuff on it I don't listen to, want to listen to, I listen to it, skip the stuff I don't want, and then throw it out. It doesn't seem like a big deal to me. So I just thought that was it. I mean, unless people really hate the idea of pod safe music. I do, though. I like it, and I think I, I work by the axiom that the show is interesting because I'm interested in it, and I'm interested in sharing this music with people. So again, it's going to be on the end of the show, and I promise in the future, just before, it'll be, always be the last thing I do, and just before I play it, I'll say, I'm playing Podsafe music. Now stop listening if you don't want to, if you're not interested in that sort of thing. And I'll keep it, I'll keep the music itself to a minimal length of three to four minutes. So if that helps, unless it's something really just so amazing that you have to hear it, in my opinion, or whatever. Or if I do a song of my own, I don't know. Um, the other thing is, if you go over to techdiff.com, where I do my show notes, uh, you'll see ads for productionguy.com, my sponsor. And you will also see, there will be a link there, I have some official swag right now. I have my own, there is a Tech Diff, it's a black Tech Diff Technical Difficulties t-shirt. It's the Technical Difficulties logo that you see in the corner in the iTunes window. Or in, uh, if you go to the website, you'll see that kind of uh, font with the words Technical Difficulties on it. It's, it's the, official, the official t-shirt so far. I got it with Cafe Press, meaning it's pretty expensive, and I priced it so that I only make a dollar. And even so, it was like 20 bucks for the shirt. But it's a start. I wanted my own merchandise. I had to order a shirt for myself anyway. I want to do my own little self-promotion off across my own body. So that'll be coming soon. And I'll tell you what kind of quality the shirts are. Because I frankly never ordered anything from Cafe Press, and I don't want people buying crap. But if you're interested in buying crap anyway, and you want to give me a dollar, you can go right ahead and uh, buy a T-shirt. At least you get something to put over your bare body at that point. And you can think of me as a big cottony hand covering your bare skin after that hoo-ha um last week i put out a thing saying if people were interested in swapping promos or if you wanted to send me some audio um audio on my gmail account which is techdiff t-e-k-d-i-f-f at gmail.com you can feel free to do so i'm going to set up a little plugs section too alongside with the pod safe music so it'll probably both go on the on the um, somewhere you know obviously somewhere after i end the show you'll There'll be a plug section and, and a promos section and a pod safe music section. And I think these are things, you know, if I like your show or, you know, if you're, if you're going to play my, my, my promo, that's great. I just didn't have time to do it this week. So if you sent me a promo, I'm not, I'm unfortunately not going to get to it this week, but I promise I'll get to it next week. So um, that, that's all I have to say about that. And I have to dig out under a lot of crappy snow, boy. It's really snowing out here in Minneapolis, let me tell you. But, you know, you really didn't need to know that because I think I'm getting entirely too chatty on these podcasts. Ironic because I'm talking your ear off right now. So uh, in any event, I'm going to end the ding-dang show right here. Uh, Thanks. Please uh, contact me. Go to techdiff.com to leave a comment on my site. Uh, Leave a comment or a vote over a podcast alley if you you could. That would help me out a little bit. uh, you can also send me a techdiff at tcinternet.net. 
Uh, please check out the other podcasts that I mentioned earlier. Go over to productionguy.com and peruse their stuff. If you're a podcaster and you're looking for promotional material, um, you know, cool pro- promotional material and um, the like. And I'll see you all again next week, which I guess will be some kind of Christmas special show. I think I, I said I was going to do some sort of story for Christmas and I'll, I got to write it up. Or I, I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing at this stage because things have gotten a little hectic around here and I don't know what I'll have time to do and not do. But next week, um, Christmas will be the Christmas show for Thursday and uh, like that. So uh, take care. Bye. So do you have children or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle wherever you get your podcasts. The Mutual Audio Drama Network where we listen and imagine together.